Welcome to the Food Foundation Podcast, the award-winning voice of the charity which campaigns for better access to healthy food for every child in the UK. I'm Jimmy Famarewa, food critic and author, and this week, as the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, rolls out free school meals for every primary school child across the capital for a whole school year as an emergency cost of living support measure, we're catching up with Saf Steddle, one of the Food Foundation's young food ambassadors, who has been campaigning for this for years. If you're not in that position where you're going to think about it, then you never will. But on the flip side of that, you either never think about it or it's all that you will ever, ever think about. Mm. Back in the summer, I was privileged to help anoint Saf Youth Activist of the Year at the Good School Food Awards. We were at Jamie Oliver HQ with Biteback's youth leader, Luke Hall, to give her the award. And afterwards, the three of us caught up for a good old chat about why the free school meals campaign is a no-brainer. I'm joined by Saf Steddall and Luke Hall. And Saf, you are the newly anointed queen, all hail, um, the uh, winner of Youth Activist of the Year at the Good School Food Awards. How are you feeling? Um, I feel very happy and a bit, still a bit in shock. This, they, they surprised me with the award, um, but I'm very happy and thankful to have been given it. You were, yeah, I was lucky, lucky enough to be there. You were very surprised, but you took it in your stride. You took it, uh, you know, you sort of played it cool, <laughs> kept a lid on it. But it's really exciting. It's thoroughly deserved. And I'm looking forward to finding out a little bit more about both you and Luke and your respective journeys uh, in terms of activism and campaigning. Um, Luke, let's... let's uh, spin to you as a fellow kind of celebrity judge for this um you really led the charge in kind of anointing uh, queen saf as she now insists we call her first of all why did you want to get involved in in the good school food awards um uh, yeah what drove you to to want to be part of it so over the past few years there's been so much progress in the area of school food and like young activism especially to do with child health and food and it's really important that we actually recognize what's gone really well, even though there's still loads of progress to be made in loads Mm. of different areas. But young people are doing some really great things. And the youth activist voice in in the area of child health and in the area of food has become so massive in these past few years. And it's important to recognise the big players and really understand what impact they're having in kind of the, the school food environment. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think you could go a couple of ways, couldn't you? There's been so much open conversation in, in recent years, but, you know, you could rest on your laurels or get complacent or you could do um, what we're doing here, which is take that impetus and kind of really sort of shine a light on the work that still needs to be done. Which brings us to Saf. What was it about what she's done and what she's continued to do as an activist and a campaigner that really stood out for you and made her the clear winner? So when I was having a little look at the shortlist there were so many brilliant candidates but what really stood out for me about Saf was the all the work she's done on a national level with the free school meals campaign and that's really important the cost of living crisis is continuing to bite and children are still struggling even though there is some level of intervention there is not enough and the work she has done in the area of kind of supporting the campaign for free school meals really stood out to me 
Yeah, yeah, the, the, the free school meals campaign, Seth, we are going to switch to stop talking about you like you're not in the room like, and just kind of praising That's you right. from on high. Um, but the Queen's <laughs> <laughs> You should see her outfit, guys, like crown, <laughs> scepter. Um, no, uh, so for you, I want to talk specifically about free school meals, but what was your kind of initial journey into youth activism, campaigning and all these kind of great things that you've been doing? Was there a specific moment... What, how did you kind of really begin on this path? Um, I mean, funnily enough, it all started with Jamie Oliver. Ah. Because, <laughs> so growing up in that sort of environment where we didn't have a lot of money for food and everything as a family, mm. um, my mum was watching a Jamie Oliver show and it was like him trying to cook on a budget. And um, my mum's like, no. <laughs> Like, that's not possible, like, this isn't working. So she wrote a blog, that blog went a bit crazy, and then um, the Food Foundation sweeped in, and they were like, can we talk to one of your children to Mm. see their perspective? And then I was lucky enough to join and become a young food ambassador Mm. with the Food Foundation. And, like, it's amazing because I've been able to do so much fun stuff and make a change while meeting incredible people and just that feeling of making a difference is one that I will continue to chase. Yeah, yeah, and and rightly so, and that's kind of where you are now. So let's focus on free school meals. Obviously, it's been a real conversation point, particularly in the last three years, and there is still so much work to be done, and it's been a focus of your campaigning. Talk us through the work that you did there and what you kind of found kind of has really needed to to keep being pushed about people's understanding of free school meals because I think for a lot of people it's a point in time in your life and maybe if you haven't got kids and maybe you sort of you move beyond that point and then you don't really think about the realities of that and how important it is to to so many children so yeah talk us through the specifics of of that of that part of the campaign I mean you're a hundred percent right like if you're not in that position where you're going to think about it then you never will but on the flip side of that, you either never think about it or it's all that you will ever, ever think about. Mm. Because I think it was started because I heard these tales of other people, like other ambassadors in the Food Foundation, who were working with children. And they were saying that kids were coming to, like, holidays with empty lunchboxes mm. and they would just open their empty lunchboxes because they wanted to feel involved. Mm. Mm. And then you think, like, that is because so many children rely on those free school meals that they don't have that food in the holidays. And then you look at, like, unfortunately, in a lot of schools, that school food comes from big caterers and it's not of the best quality possible, Mm. which Mm. Jamie Oliver has done a lot of work to combat. Um, So just having those kids rely on those free school meals to get them through the day, I feel like it's only fair that they get the best chance possible Mm. and the best meal to line their stomach. And then there's kids that don't get it at all who need them. And I feel like they deserve as much of a chance as anybody else. 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and it's heartbreaking, but it's a it's a it's a really useful wake up call, isn't it? It doesn't have to be something that we all kind of say, "Oh, isn't that sad?" Like we can kind of enact change. And part of what you've done um, is having conversations with big entities like Sainsbury's, and they kind of uh, did something really remarkable. Can you can you talk us through that and how you managed to kind of achieve that, really? I mean, it wasn't just me, I'd like to put that forward. Um, So I was lucky enough to be invited up to Sainsbury's HQ, and I'm a massive Sainsbury's fan. Like, I've got over 2,000 nectar points up there. Um, So when I got presented with this opportunity, I basically sprinted. I was like, yes, guys, I'm there. Sat around this big table, and we talked about how Sainsbury's is often seen as unaffordable Mm, and in a lot of places because they have like lots of tiny shops in a lot of places Mm. Sainsbury's are the only option for supermarkets so Sainsbury's wanted to talk to us it was uh me as like the young person Mm. in the room uh my mum was there as like the older activist and then there were some other really cool people like people who run food banks Mm, and stuff like that mm. so Sainsbury's got all of our voices together and we all came together and was like okay they need to make healthier food more affordable in those smaller shops because yes it's cheaper in the big shops but not everywhere is going to have a big shop and not everyone's going to have a car to get to a big shop and then it was loads of things like maybe having the fruit nearer to the close closer to the front of the store and just loads of little changes like that and then suddenly I went to a Sainsbury's and they had made these changes mm. they had price matched so much like fruit and veg that it was amazing yeah yeah and then to find out that we as a group and I mean the Sainsbury's fan that I am to find out that I had a part to play in that and then hearing that so many people can now afford to shop at Sainsbury's yeah. because they've price matched, because they, like the government said, they took back their word on um, two for one, buy one, get one free, yeah. stuff like that. And Sainsbury's actually went, you know what, no, we're going to do two for one fruits, yeah. we're going to do two yeah. for one veg. Yeah. And it was incredible so Mm. really they just solidified themselves as my favorite supermarket (laughs) and i got to have a fun time doing it and make a change for so many people yeah it must have been a real thrill to see it actually in action like walking into that space and that just goes to show that you can sort of arm people with you know you can you can build bridges in that really like great way and i think one thing you touched on and I'm sure it applies to you as well Luke like there's something really powerful about when when you're a young person speaking about the problems of other young people as well and coming at it from that point of view um Luke what do you think kind of um people can really learn and be encouraged by from what SAF has done and yeah is that is that kind of something that you have even you sort of felt like oh no this is actually kind of um you know spurring me on and and making me think about changes that I need to push for I think her activism is what is at the core of every youth activist seeing that people are struggling seeing those lived experiences and that there's a real issue among young people and Mm. that they're really struggling and nobody is doing anything to help them Mm. and actually going to the big players like Sainsbury's getting a meeting with Sainsbury's (laughs) and actually really making a difference and then walking into a shop one day 
and realising that you've actually made a difference and made such a massive impact on the lives of a number of young people. It can't even be counted, the impact that SAF has had. It's it's Mm. so huge. Mm. The notion of what next is always a tricky one. Like, you've literally won the award, you've done all this work, but I think it is that even though there's been, you know, much more conversation and... um, uh, awareness around a lot of these issues like that shouldn't just be like we all kind of have a rest and like stop what what are the things yeah Saf you're shaking your head what are some of the things that you're still really conscious of and really want to push for and want to try and achieve next are there things that have been just out of reach that that you'd love to accomplish or or is there a, a particular area that you've become aware of what are you kind of what are you thinking of next I mean unfortunately the fight never stops mm. and Next, in London, the mayor has said, like, all kids can have lunches Mm. and breakfast, which is amazing. Yeah. But he promised that for a year. So we're going to try to get that for longer. And even wider than London, I mean, you've got kids who don't have that help, but who need it. Yeah. So I think the next step is always to do more Mm. because Mm. there's always more to be done. Yeah. Because by helping the kids, you're helping the adults that, they're yet to become yeah and that is always on the top of my to-do list yeah yeah amazing Luke you're you're nodding yeah. vigorously like do Absolutely. you kind of think that that is the next thing to kind of sustain a lot of this um a lot of this work because I, I you know I think about the pandemic and you know free school meals around that time and all the like, amazing campaigning that went on but yeah I do think that in some people's minds there is this feeling of like oh no yeah we we fixed that we solved that and of course as you point out a lot of these changes they're temporary or they're capped at a certain period so yeah what's your that's that's kind of the rhetoric that we're hearing especially among the young activists at bite back there's kind of this idea that there's been enough support and there's been enough done about child health and the issues surrounding child health but actually a lot of that happens to be awareness which is fantastic and promises but what hasn't been done by government by central government is actually following through on actually making a difference on the impact of actually making an impact on child health and this is why me and Saf have to do all this work because <laughs> realistically if you look at the facts nothing is actually being done we've campaigned for free school meals extended eligibility which is incredibly low for years and nothing has actually been done the UK Youth Parliament have recently launched a campaign about free school meals and hopefully that will be enough to bolster free school meals to the top of the political conversation. And it's already pretty high, let me tell you that mm. much. But we're just hoping so much that government actually follows through and takes the steps that is absolutely necessary to support children's health, especially in the cost of living crisis. And the government... Are not they're not doing enough for children that's what frustrates me most mm. they always talk about supporting families but they're not supporting children enough and by not putting in place these universal free school meals or extending the eligibility they are failing us quite mm. frankly mm. and i know that's a bit of a downer on things <laughs> considering <laughs> done some fantastic work but this is the kind of people we need and we need more people like saf to really shout about what matters to them and really shout about how government can make steps to improve child health. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It shouldn't be an excuse for, you know, the powers that be to be let off the hook. We were talking about the value of somebody that is kind of quite close to these issues and has that lived experience. And I wondered, from your point of view, Saf, 
is that something that you found has been very like beneficial and kind of that when you speak to other ambassadors and you've got that you've got that experience of having dealt with this stuff and I think even from my point of view it can be it can be hard to truly appreciate you know the stigma that exists kind of like around like free school meals or not having enough or food insecurity and things like that um yeah I wonder if you can just talk through your your journey with that side of it and and the ways in which that has proved to be beneficial I mean, personal experience here, I didn't actually realise how bad of a situation we were in growing up until I grew up and, you know, the my three older siblings could put their own money towards the household and then there was more money to go around. But before that, we were living, like, on 17p pasta every single day. But you don't realise as a kid, mm. you just eat, you know, what's on the table. But then joining the Food Foundation with all these other young people and so I fell in the gap between people that needed free school meals but weren't getting it. Mm. So I didn't qualify for free school meals growing up. None of my siblings did. And then, you know, you go to school... And I used to be embarrassed of what was mm. in my lunchbox because mm. my lunchbox was just the cheapest things. Mm. And, I mean, also stuff that I wouldn't eat because being autistic myself, like, ha- there's certain foods that, like, I just won't touch, mm. I won't look at it, won't, mm. I can't deal with it. So having those safe foods were necessary, but yeah. those safe foods are expensive. Yeah, yeah. And so I... I joined the Food Foundation, you've got this wonderful group of young people and they're all talking about how they needed to go to food banks and mm. how they, you know, as I said, saw those kids with the empty lunch boxes and they talk about how free school meals, like, get them through the whole day. Mm. And it was such a sense of community mm. in knowing that we weren't alone yeah, but that yeah. knowing that we weren't alone was also so heartbreaking because mm. you mm. don't want anyone to be in that situation but then it just drives us so much to make those changes to make sure that the next generation don't have to create a group where they talk about shared experiences yeah, yeah. because there shouldn't be experiences to share yeah so that was such a driving force and there is so much stigma like in school trips they used to call out at the front the teachers be like kids who get free school meals come to the front collect your bags right yeah yeah and those kids would have to walk yeah all the way from the back of their lines in tutor walk up to their head of year grab these paper bags yeah that had their name and then big fsm right, on the front yeah yeah wow. nobody collected them yeah because yeah. nobody wants to be seen as the poor kid that can't afford lunch yeah yeah so that's also something that i feel very passionate about fighting yeah. like one of the agendas for the young food ambassadors is to actually break the stigma and mm. even change the name of free school meals. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody should have to go through that embarrassment just yeah. to eat. Yeah, yeah. It's a really important point. And I think even the other thing that you said about, you know, the people that, that aren't kind of eligible and fall between the cracks in that weird way, it's really sort of, it's so 
it's so vital for people to know that you know like there are so many different people on this spectrum aren't there that are kind of struggling in various ways and stuff that that yeah we need to broaden our sense of of what's actually happening i mean the stats as i last saw them there was eight hundred thousand kids living in food poverty Mm. that weren't getting the help that Mm. they needed yeah and you know that's more than the population of my entire home city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, and um, yeah, as you say, there's 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 so much stigma attached to these things, and you feel like that'll just be like like a vicious cycle, right? If people aren't collecting their lunches, and then they kind of you know, and and I think uh, when you talked very beautifully about your autism and other kind of uh, struggles that other young people might have. Um, I guess another component of it is making food something that that can be safe and joyous and you know and and kind of um nourishing in that way and not something that is this kind of that is kind of you know linked with with feeling insecure and feeling kind of um shamed and feeling like all these kind of negative connotations and I guess that's another component of um, the Sainsbury side of it and kind of, you know, arming people and equipping them with the ability to kind of, you know, make food, this kind of thing they can take real joy from as well. Obviously, there's there's real value in you telling your story, being the conduit for other young people's stories. And that doesn't just broadcast out to the world, but you were mentioning you've met a lot of amazing people and been able to kind of, you know, tell like really influential (laughs) incredible people that i'm sure you didn't think you'd ever be um in a room from so yeah who are some of those people i'm going to ask you to name drop terribly um so in the food foundation we're lucky enough to have um emma thompson on board oh wow who is amazing she's (laughs) a kinder soul and she does a lot for us Mm. and with us um A lot of the young food ambassadors were lucky enough to work with Marcus Rashford during the Mm. lockdown. Um, And they, some went to Downing Street, which was great. And then I myself am part of the small group that meet with the Department for Education. Mm. Uh, I think it's bi-termly, which is amazing. And we always, you know, we sit, we have a chat, getting to know some of them by name at this point. And it's lovely to be able to build that rapport yeah. with such important like MPs, and because yeah. then they respect your opinion more. Because yeah. you know you've met them a few times now, and um, uh, Keir Starmer was lovely. Mm. Um, he took the effort to learn all of our names, mm. which really stood out to me. <laughs> uh, the fact that he took that time. Yeah, I've been to Jamie HQ before, and he is also. Yeah. so lovely yeah, yeah. I sort of just judge them by how nice they are right? <laughs> I think um, it's not a bad barometer really um, and, I, and I think what, what really shines through is that obviously in that moment it's like you're meeting Emma Thompson you're meeting Keir Starmer but clearly they are getting so much from their interactions with you and with others at the Food Foundation and others in this space and so I think that kind of that exchange and that you can sort of influence them in that really meaningful way is is a beautiful thing 
thank you so much uh, this has just been such an enriching great conversation thank you Luke and Saf congratulations well deserved um, can't wait to see what you do next and uh, you know see what you do with those nectar points as well <laughs> as we head towards the next general election the Food Foundation is calling on politicians from all political parties to recognise the importance of the food system in shaping the nation's health and wealth. If you want to help, write to your MP and tell them free school meals is a critical investment in the next generation. You can go to foodfoundation.org.uk and use their data in your letter. That's what it's for. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast to keep up with the latest analysis on why access to healthy and sustainable food matters for everyone. Thanks for listening.